Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on March the 7th, 2012. For newcomers, help yourself to the free audios at cuttingthroughthematrix.com and uh, you'll find hundreds to choose from. You'll understand the system you're born into much, much better if you can possibly wade through them because I give you links to a lot of the big boys who helped set up the system a hundred odd years ago or more, in fact, uh, that we're going through today, the big shake-up, the new world order, the the, the great um, century of change, the 21st century. And I give you uh, articles put out by the boys themselves who all took part in these big uh, discussions, world discussions on how to run the world in a better fashion to suit themselves, obviously, and uh, how uh, they planned everything, cultural revolutions, everything to get themselves to this exact point where they now go global with it. And uh, that's what we're going through now, the big shake-up. And the bank planned uh, crashes and so on are all part of it to bring you into austerity. Because you're post-consumerist now, you understand. At the Club of Rome, they've said that a few years ago. You're now post-consumerist. So therefore, all the extra cash in your pocket has to be spread across the world. Uh, It's taken from you in taxes and fees and all the rest of it. And your your government basically spreads it across the world to their corporations that they set up in third world countries. That's really what they're, they're doing right now. So they're flattening the earth in a sense, putting them back to a flat earth society. And uh, you're going through the chaos. That's what you're seeing now is a chaos that's hitting you from every level, right down to what, what gender are you. All this, not kidding, we're going through amazing psychological warfare right now as it all comes out and comes together. So help yourself to the audios, and as I say, you are the audience that bring me to you. You can support me by purchasing the books and discs at cuttingthroughthematrix.com. And from the U.S. to Canada, you can use a personal check or an international postal money order or use PayPal. Some people just send cash. And you'll see how to do it at cuttingthroughthematrix.com, the website, the, 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 uh, the prices, and the address, etc. Across the rest of the world, you've got Western Union, MoneyGram, and PayPal once again. Remember, straight donations are certainly, certainly welcome to keep hopping by here. And what I do is chronicle, not only give you the past that led up to the present. If you don't understand what happened in the past and the big world meetings that have gone on for well over a 100 years, you'll never understand why we're going through these massive changes today. The youngsters are already prepared for it because they've been brainwashed with what they call scientific socialism as a perfect technique of brainwashing at school. They're growing up thinking it's all quite natural. All the new things, the new normals are quite natural because that's how it's been presented to them and hammered into their heads repeatedly. And that's all it takes is repetition, of course, with it by authority figures for to make it real. It brings it into reality for them. For the older ones, of course, they're panicking because of the, the, the financial system appearing to crash. It's just a, a robbery, a planned robbery, as they bring you down into austerity. That's all it's about. 
So we chronicle this on this, this particular broadcast and, uh, and give you, as I say, the information to put it together for yourselves. What you do with it then is up to yourselves as well. But you do know you're going into not just a planned society, it's a very authoritarian society. Again, the Club of Rome, big think tank for the United Nations, has got lots of data up on their own website about this and from the books that they put out from their members. So read these books because you'll understand much, much more as to why we're going through all of this today. The media is not going to tell you. They don't want to connect the dots for you. Their job is to keep you in confusion keep you living from crisis to crisis without telling you why all these crises are happening. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, we're back and we're cutting through the matrix. As I say, the mainstream really generally just keeps you on what's happening today and it's, it's always a bunch of crises every day and you go from one to the other like a, a tennis ball and you don't really get what's really behind the things that are happening. As I say, this is a world agenda and the whole world is supposed to be changed and it will be changed because, and it's changing, it is changing. Because the big boys who had the last system, you see, and ruled the money of the whole planet, uh, have, uh, had, have got all set up and, and working. They have academia completely trained for generations for this particular time. And they're, they're brainwashing the youngsters into the new system. Youngsters think it's all perfectly fine. And... Um, Again, it's scientific socialism which indoctrinates them. Everyone else is thinking about hanging on to their nations when technically they haven't got a darn say in hanging on to their nations because you, they were hijacked and jacked a long, long, long time ago, if not at the very beginning of this particular system. Because, uh, after all, I've never in my life seen the ordinary people have a say in anything at all. Things are just decreed at the top, and uh, you jump at the bottom, or you, you bring out your wallet and shake out the moths and any pennies that you have. I mean, that's really what we live through. Underneath all the indoctrinated propaganda of flag-waving and, and movies churned out to make you all proud, what really is there for you? What really is there for you? And, and the myth they always give you, too, is that anybody... I like the American ones better. They're far better at it because they should show you old movies. And so many movies had Abraham Lincoln uh, at the end talking down to some young boy in rags uh, and saying that, yeah, you could be president one day, son. And what a joke. What a joke. Do you really believe in that stuff? I mean, it's good for fairy tales. It really is good for fairy tales. But it's, it's, it's supposed to be left at the fairy tale level. It's not supposed to be believed by adults, which it is. That anybody can be the president. Any more than anybody can be the, the head of Goldman Sachs, you see. It's all connections and who you are and what families you're born into, etc., etc. That's what determines the future that you'll be working in. So, as I say, people like the myths, mind you. And, and they, when you swallow the myth wholesale, you're utterly shocked. You're shocked to believe that the world is not the way it's been portrayed to you. And then you go off looking for aliens, because obviously humans couldn't do this. And, and that's how that's presented to you, too. And lots of folk do. They go off looking for... Uh, you know, even though it's human beings signing all these treaties, signing all their money away, they're looking at the sky, looking at just to find an alien to blame. No kidding. You talk about a mind job that's been done on the general public. 
massive psychological warfare. And unfortunately, it works. It works. The world you're living in is not a nice place. Under the system of of earning your cash, uh, if you're living in a city, you're terrified of losing your home or your apartment, your rent. Because in a city, there's no, there's no smiling faces very often. Very, very few anyway. And, uh, it's a harsh place to be. It's all based in an artificial system where you can't even feed yourselves. You've got to buy your food. You've got to pay for everything and, and atrocious uh, services and, and, and taxes and all the rest of it to keep the darn city going. So it's a trap. Once you're in it, you're, you're in it and then you're generally stuck there for the rest of your lives unless you really make a mad dash to get out and just uh, live on faith alone, basically. Get out and live on faith. That's it. Uh, people knew this in ancient times, too. The city was an artificial construct. But they did save, in Plato's day, they would use the cities like the beehives for change. For change. You heard that before? Because it's far, far easier within a city with its, with its culture-creating industry and all the rest of it to, to quickly change a culture into a different direction from the top. Very, very easy. They're all controlled like rats in a cage, and and it's so easy to work upon them. And in cities, you get a lot of perversions of all kinds. And everybody who studies psychology has known about the same, uh, the same old stuff they give you every year about how many rats can live in a particular size cage. And they start off with a couple, and they get an okay. They've got fine. He's got his half. I've got my half here. And eventually, when you introduce more rats. They, they go into their little quarters, just like people. And then the next thing you do, uh, too many rats, and they start showing deviant behavior. They attack each other, and fiercely, too, to the death, eventually. And you see all kinds of sexual perversions, and all things break out just the same way as people, you see. We're not meant to be stuffed together like this. But the world they're bringing in is it to be even more uh, stuffed together uh, happening, because... Uh, they've talked about Agenda 21 at the United Nations to, to remove all those off of the land and get them into the, the inner cities. The United Nations has already said, and I've read the article on the air here from the United Nations, uh, in a few years there will only be 3% of the public living on on the, the, the land itself, not necessarily working the land but living on it. And they said that these will be extremely wealthy people, much the same as the Soviet Union had them. So it's all here, folks, and it's happening across the planet at the same time. And um, the perversions are all there, too. And, 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 and the folk who have their own particular enclaves of a city uh, try to deal with themselves. This article here is about that, too. It's about um, a project that's been going on by the New York police for quite a few years now, three years or so. And it's called Project uh, Zedek, they call it. And it's about getting people to come forward that have been abused within their own uh, little area conclave, their people. And, and, and Jewish people are supposed to live together, and they have done through time, uh, apart from the, the rest of the, the populations. But anyway, it says, um, he looks like a movie star, but many, many members of Brooklyn's Jewish community believe he's a monster. Andrew Goodman, 27, who worked for Jewish social service agencies, typical into the child, get your, go for your target, is charged with sexual abusing two orthodox boys for years in Flatbush, one from age 11 to 15, the other from 13 to 16. 
He filmed the sex acts with the youngsters on a webcam, according to the 144-count indictment, which alleges numerous violations since 2006. He has pleaded not guilty. Uh, and it says um, he held parties in his home with liquor and child porn, also threatened the life of a boy who reported him to authorities, the court papers and sources say. It says he's only one of 85 sex abuse suspects arrested over the last three years uh, by a project called Zedek uh, and has been accused of preying on the boys of Brooklyn's Orthodox Jewish community he, and even after his arrest on sex assault charges was caught on video ushering teens into his Flatbush home below. He's being held on Rikers Island in lieu of a $1 million cash bail. Wealthy guy, eh? And... Um, it says he's one of an astonishing 85 accused orthodox child molesters that Brooklyn District Attorney Charles Hines' office said it has busted in the past few years in an initiative called, called Zedek, or Hebrew Voice for, of Justice, it says. The cases involve 117 victims, a number that has come uh, the community reeling from the extent of the horrors of pedophilia. And, and it's launched amid complaints that Hines was soft on orthodox child's uh, predators, etc., and they're bringing more and more folk forward to come forth with their testimonies. It says it's an insular religious community, uh, and uh, they're bringing strong pressure on this community to, to stop covering up sub, such crimes, it says. All but two of the suspects are men, and more than half the victims are male. This is primarily homosexual, said Assistant D. Ronnie Jouse, Chief of the Sex, Abuse and Crimes Against Children uh, Division. Of the 38 cases closed so far, 13 perpetrators got jail time, ranging from months to 10 to 20 years for crimes that included sex abuse, attempted kidnapping and sodomy, Joss said. Other 24 workers have walked free. They got probation, pleaded to minor charges or saw their cases dismissed, often because victims or their parents backed out under community pressure. Community pressure. You understand in Judaism this was to deal with, with the, 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 under their own laws, not the laws of the country they live in. They go by their own laws. And they're not supposed to bring shame upon the community. Agudath, uh, Israel of America, a prominent body of Torah sages, requires anyone alleging sex abuse by a fellow observant Jew to first report it to the rabbis who decide whether the case should go to secular authorities, it says here. Goodman's case, which Heinz often hasn't publicized, shows how the community's response has started to change. Rather than keep it amongst the orthodox, some alleged victims turn to sympathetic religious leaders and outside authorities to help lock up a menace. And uh, it ties in too. You see, that we're making movies and all the rest of it. These things go up. And these young boys are hired out to the cases way above them as too. So that's another part of it as well, is the fact that they, they're, they're rented out. They're rented out for it. And they're seduced by drugs and booze and that kind of stuff. And it ties in with the hot mama that just got done there. Uh, and it says here, A soccer mum with four children ran an Upper East Side brothel that raked in millions of dollars, catering to wealthy, powerful Johns, allegedly using her, her cop connections, the police connections for protection, according to explosive court documents. You understand everything. It's not just getting corrupt. It's always been that way. You're trained to see a different thing through propaganda and movies and things. Anyway, Anna Gristina, Gristina is G-R-I-S-T, 
44, an ugh-wearing animal lover, operated her high-priced prostitution ring of an East 78th Street apartment and boasted business contracts worldwide or contacts. Manhattan assistant DA Charles Linehan told a judge at Ledge Madam's arraignment hearing her black book included powerful politicians. Doesn't it surprise you? Yeah. Top law enforcement, influential uh, lawyers, bankers, entertainment execs and Fortune 500 businessmen, as well as several ultra-wealthy European clients, the sources said. Now, I bet you anything this other character I just read about here was also supplying a few boys that way as well. I see people in and coming out over here, sometimes many in one day, said Mohammed Azad, 32, who owns a restaurant in the building where Christina allegedly operated her brothel. I always see young, fashionable women, always under 30. They don't live here. It says the petite blonde Christina was caught on wiretaps claiming to have made millions over the 15 or so years she's been in business as a madame. Lenin said, according to the new release transcripts of the February 23rd hearing. And it also goes down about the fact that there's lots of minors involved as well. Back with more after this. Hi folks, I'm back cutting through the matrix and talking about um, basically how society's going down the tubes at the right time, naturally, of course, because the, for years and years they've had particular sects of organizations trying to get into the schools and work, actually perpetrators, basically, and doing an awful good job of it you know, as an alternative lifestyle, and it's worked awfully well. The children are brought up with this stuff. Young children, uh, you know, vacant minds, uh, uh, authority figures teaching them this stuff, and they grow up practicing it. It's almost like a, a permission to go ahead and try all this stuff. And that's exactly what they do. And as I say, New York, and even uh, the Penn State problem too, that uh, Jerry Sandusky a while back too, uh, involved in similar things as well. These things don't, aren't just one-off things. These are just big organizations because pedophilia today is big, big business. Big business. And they've had scandals in every country with top politicians and the banking boys, again, who seem to have a proclivity for little children. Not, not, not to have them, as in birth that is, but to have them sexually. And society's becoming so jaded with all the, the filth that they're watching. You, I mean, everything you're watching today is promoting the same kind of thing, sometimes in a, a, a just, just off a little bit, but close to the target, and other times it's dead on the target. And even in the comedies, you laugh at it all. You're all brainwashed, you see. And that allows all this stuff to flourish all the more. And eventually they'll do away, and that's what the United Nations is intent to do, is do away with any uh, paedophilia at all. It'll be off the book shortly. There'll be no, no mention of it because they're calling it intergenerational sex or, or child consent. So if the child consents at any age, like, what do you think, a baby at two, and it says, gaga, then that's okay for you. I'm not kidding you. This is where you're going to see this. You're going to see it very shortly as the countries push for it. Your countries are not run by by what you think runs them. It's not even your country, as I say. Across the world, it's not your country. If cash runs your system and you've got a central bank uh, that has you all massively in debt like slaves, this is not your country. And these same bankers run the military-industrial complex. They often own them, the corporations of the industrial complex of military. Then it's not your country. 
It's not your country when the, the people who are voted in do a 180 on, on, on everything that they promised their own public and end up throwing your money across the planet to other countries because at the top they've signed deals. You're international now, you see. And it's a very thin, thin tissue paper left now when they go up there and start prattling on about your country. The only time they'll do that is when they want you to go off to, to fight and destroy and plunder another country so that they can get the, the goods and, and live very well for another hundred years. That's the only time they call it your country, when they want you to fight for them. And I've mentioned before, too, that all academia is on board with this. They've been on board with it for, oh, oh 60, 70 years in their specialized departments as they, as they work themselves into what they call a complex society that you can understand at the bottom, you see. These are the same people that send specialists off to think tanks to end up working for governments and advising them. They live in a, in a sci-fi ivory tower. Where, where their view of reality is utterly, utterly opposed. It's, it's not even opposed to yours. It's so far off. It's from outer space, basically, to, to what you think is reality. They talk about the coming this and the coming that and, and, and the kind of society they're going to have. And a lot of it's already here, regardless of what you think or what you want. When you, you find academia across the world, I've mentioned this many times, Specialized parts of academia, all putting out big and getting and getting them in their articles in mainstream newspapers. They just just you know throw it in there and they throw it in there. It's written by the big boys themselves at academia. You've got a concentrated effort across the world at the same time, pre-planned, obviously coordinated to get a new idea into our thick skulls. You see, because we have to get changed again. I've gone away with euthanasia because, as I say, Holland started it off. Everything I said about Holland has come true. Now, those, the, the, now if the, the doctors won't come and kill you, the government will deem you unfit and, and they'll send their own guy to, to, in a van to come around and kill you. That's fact. It's in my archive section from a few weeks ago. And the next part is always, you start with either the, the young. The young abortion, that was it. I said the elderly will be next. Bang. Furious later, that's it. You see? then sterilization is next because you're working on the same eugenesis program which they now call bioethics. Yet people are trained, you know, they, they, they study to, to be ethical, you see, to the, decide for you, all of you, uh, how you should live and die, in fact, and even when you should die. Or should you have children or not? The very same agenda the H.G. Wells and George Bernard Shaw and all the Fabian socialists that were funded by the Astor family, Lord Astor, and a few other big foundations. Uh, you see, they work the left and the right. They're, they own both systems. They have always owned both sides. To keep you punched drunk. Oh, I'll, I'll vote left wing, bang, you get punched again. I'll vote right wing, bang, you get punched again. Australian bill allows for sterilizations without parental consent at any age. Australian bill allows for sterilizations without parental consent at any age following the call by ethicists. These are eugenicists. Just call them what they are. They're eugenicists after, for after birth abortions. Now this is, I remember as a Jewish doctor a few years ago and I read it in the air who said that you're not a person until you're three. Well that's going to his particular interpretation of his religion. But isn't it amazing that's coming out now 
they want to do this. Back with more after this break. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watts. We're talking about really the, this new bioethics. Bioethics. Sounds wonderful, bioethics. Everyone likes to be ethical, you see. Use nice words. It's actually eugenics, you see. And uh, after, of course, World War II, that the eugenicists kind of had their tails a bit and, and gave themselves a new name because the, the idea of people who were uh, marginalized, being sterilized and, and killed even, uh, was kind of bad for their reputation. So they never stopped, mind you. There's still the Charles Darwin Society and a whole bunch of them out there too with their own big websites. And... Um, and lots of British lords involved with it and all the rest of it, and the rich across the world. You see, the New World Order wants a world where they can rewild it with, with lots of games so they can come in and shoot it all, you see, like they used to do, without all the peasants being in the way. And there's just too many peasants for them now. They want this, this wonderful world of a, a better type of gene passing through it, and all the defective genes are simply gone. And the defective genes are all of those who are left over from an industrial civilization, post-industrial. All your factories are gone. What use are you? Blah, blah, blah. You can't make it in very, very high tech. Therefore, you are a useless eater. I am not kidding. That's how they see it, and that's how they discuss it. And that's why they're bringing all of these programs in now. So, as I say, the Estonian bill allows for sterilizations without parental consent at any age, following the call by ethicists, eugenicists, for after-birth abortions and the press, press explosion surrounding the euthanasia coaster, as they're calling it. And new legislation from Australia is now paving the way for children of any age to consent to sterilization without parental consent. That's right. If a psychiatrist determines that a child under the age of 18 years is sufficiently mature, they will be sterilized with any say from the parents. Now, generally, if they're, if they're, if they're kind of borderline sufficiently mature, and again, it's going to be, it'll be a different criterion that they'll use for, for ticking off the little check boxes. Uh, these, these, these youngsters, children, any age under the age of 18, that's five or whatever age to decide onwards. Right? Um, They'll kowtow to authority figures. They're generally afraid of authority figures. That's what happened the last time when they did this all through the United States under the Rockefeller and Cold Spring Harbor agenda. Uh, right up into the 1970s, were sterilizing like crazy. Same system. And everybody was oh, kind of scared. Oh, yeah, okay, okay, boss. Again, there is no age minimum, it says here, as long as they are mature enough. Now, who decides what maturity is eh, in this day and age? The legislation known as the Draft Mental Health Bill 2011 also allows for 12-year-olds to consent to psychosurgery and electroshock. You see, they're on a roll now with all their drugs now to... See, again, you've got to understand, Julian Huxley, the brother of Alistair Huxley, and many, many more big ones who are up there at UNESCO, United Nations again, and this brave new socialist world run for the big bankers, uh, decided to get rid of all the problem makers. And big pharma was going to be a big, big part of this. But now they want to go into surgery as well and electroshock. 
They've already eliminated any pe- people in a certain generation now. There's, there's just nobody coming out as activists anymore. A whole generation's gone. They've all been caught at school and drugged. And that was mentioned a hundred years ago that would happen, by the way. <laughs> we'll catch them at school and, you know, deal with it there. Anyway, psychosurgery and electroshock. You can view the bill for yourself, and I'll put the bill up for you as a PDF on the Australian Mental Health Government website, written by the Western Australia Mental Health Commission and overseen by Mental Health Commissioner and Clinical Psychologist Mr. Eddie Bartnick. Objections can still be submitted to Australian parliamentary members in each state until March the 9th, so you better get awfully, awfully, awfully busy, fast. You'd better, because you see, once it's on the books, they're going to expand it drastically. It says some points of the bill read, children of any age consent to sterilization. If the psychiatrist decides a child has sufficient maturity under the age of 18, he or she will be able to consent through sterilization. Parental consent will not be needed. Only after the sterilization procedure has been performed does it have to be reported, and then only to the chief psychiatrist. Isn't that a democracy in action, eh? The democracy, who's kidding who? That's from one page 135 and 136 of the draft mental health. And the, the 12-year-olds, again, will be able to consent to psychosurgery. Banned in New South Wales and, and it's in the Northwest Territories. Psychosurgery irreversibly damages the brain by surgery, burning or inserting electrodes. This draft bill proposes to allow a 12-year-old child, if considered to be sufficiently mature by a psychiatrist, ever, ever talk to a psychiatrist, you immature? To be able to consent to psychosurgery. Once the child has consented, it goes before the mental health tribunal. A tribunal, it sounds like ancient Rome, eh? For approval. Parental consent is also not need for MHT to approve the psychosurgery. It gives you the pages and so on. And 12-year-olds able to consent to electroshock. You're, to understand, you're destroying your future, folks. You know, and what's left will be zombies that will euthanize you. They'll be great little zombies when they grow up. When it's your turn, they won't bother with, with nursing homes and things. No, no, they'll just do what the government tells them. You better, better believe it. And I'll put up another site on the same thing. Again, Australian government moves to quickly pass laws to sterilize, let it shock, and restrain children without parental consent. And um, and that's from another website. But I'll put up the PDF too from the government. And believe you me, if Australians ram it through uh, the, the U.S. and Canada, and it, well, you know, we should do the same thing because they did it. That's how everything works today, isn't it? Well, the Chinese are killing prisoners for, the, for their organs, and why don't we do it? And that's, that's how it goes. This is the world order, you understand. And you better understand it darn quick, darn fast. It won't stop at this at 12 years at that age either. They want to go out through the whole society. They called it racial hygiene in Germany. And they showed the most grotesque, most mentally affected people in, in some hospitals you could possibly ever show in their movies. And they put that on like their, interna- in their national news to terrify folks. Oh, I guess they're all like that. They should be dead. They should be dead. Why waste time feeding them? Why waste staff looking after them? That's how it's going. And believe you me, when you can't take care of the worst of the worst, then one day it's going to be your turn. If you have no use to your masters. Now, as I say, I said that yesterday, China is being allowed to smoke lots of cigarettes cheap. 
get an awfully free, uh, cheap uh, gasoline, drive old bangers that are falling apart on the roads without being harassed by cops. Because you see, American Canada had that too during its industrial era. That's what they do. Oh, you give them a break, you see. They're, they're, they're laboring classes, the lower classes of the echelons, basically, uh, and, and brave new world. That's no joking. That's how they do it. Once your, your function's over and they've taken your factories away, oh, bang, you can't smoke anymore. Oh, bang, gasoline goes sky high. Oh, bang, you can't drive that car. It's got a bit of rust right there. Look. But the Chinese are getting all that. This is a standard procedure. You understand? These guys have been at this for an awful long time. Ages. Rich Chinese thrill seekers are paying £50,000 now for a trip of a lifetime to kill endangered polar bears. So they must be allowed their fun, you see. It says China's thrill-seeking Nova Rich are being offered a 50,000 trip of lifetime as dollars hunting down endangered polar bears, the Daily Mail can reveal. The expensive price tag for the 10-day expedition across the polar ice pack in Canada includes the services of a taxidermist who at the end of the hunt turns the trophy specimens into prized rugs for the rookie hunters' living rooms. These are the, the, the executives of the Politburo over there, you see, in China. That's what it's for. Who get on well with executives in all our countries? They're all on the same same agenda, you see. The polar bear is the most extreme of natural enemies in North America, declares Beijing-based I Love Hunting Club in its brochure. So their weight can, can reach one ton and they can grow to more than three meters in length. And they go on about how wonderful these bears are that they're going to slaughter. It says, after flying first class and acclimatizing at their five-star hotel, the hunters, super-rich Chinese businessmen and women, set out on dog sleds across the protected polar bear habitats in search of their controversial quarry. Trackers are laid on from the local, local Inuit community, so it's been okayed by the Canadian government, obviously. They stalk their prey and dispatch the iconic animals with bullets from a high-powered rifle for which they're given fast-track training. You can't even get that in Canada, you know. But again, different strokes for different folks, isn't it? Depends what class you belong to. And um, so anyway, it says, including the cost of luxury facilities, hunting licenses issued by the Canadian government, <laughs> visas and interpreter rifles and bullets and the highest standard of outs- outdoor sports insurance. Everything's forbidden except for the ultra-elite. Eh? I can remember when uh, Mulroney, Brian Mulroney, the Prime Minister of Canada one time, uh, was, was putting through the latest uh, uh, persecuted laws on, on firearms owners. And they're trying to register all the, the, the firearms of hunters, you know, uh, because of all the shootings in Toronto. Now, the shootings in Toronto were, were all basically black on black at the time. They were all uh, running out of drugs. They were all be closed off from drugs. That's when you want trouble to start. You just close the drugs off. And they know the ones that got drugs, so that so gangs hit each other looking for the drugs. And they always used, uh, uh, as generally... Um, it's generally knives, or they use handguns. But there's no piles of hunters running down to Toronto to harass people at all. So that's only ones they registered. <laughs> it was a hunting rifles. Because it had nothing to do, of course, with the cause that they were, they were talking about at the time. But there's the Chinese, though. The government will labor backwards to help our most favored trading nation status people over there. The Politburo. But Brian Mulroney, when he was doing that, by the way, the Prime Minister at the time. Next thing you saw in the papers was him uh, over in Russia with Boris, firing at wild boars and things. Well, he was he was getting everybody to confiscate their stuff back home. <laughs> We're all equal, you know. We're all equal in this society. <laughs> anyway, there you go for the poor old polar bears. 
And I'll be amazing too, you see, because you see all the lefties that generally are told, they're all like armies that are told by the foundations when to go and protest. They'll all keep quiet about that. They'll keep quiet, you see. And the same lefties that got the, 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 the fish, fishermen on the East Coast to stop fishing, you see. Well, they won't be there or, or, or save the seals or something. No, they won't be there. Because they're not told to go out and do it. Their bosses work for the foundations that are owned by the big bankers. Now, Asangi, people have been talking about Asangi, very little actually, but um, that last bunch of WikiLeaks came out and talked about really some interesting stuff. And I've no, I know the company is called Strat4. Strat4 is a, a private um, intelligence service. I think it's also more than just an intelligence service. They're up there with the Pentagon. They work, I think, with the Pentagon. And um, there's no doubt about it. They put, and they also work for the big international corporations, telling them where to invest. There'll be trouble here. Don't worry. The trouble will be gone by so-and-so. Because these guys will send their... They must be involved all together with their mercenaries and so on. There's no doubt about it. These intelligence agencies, these private ones, are the way of the future. They have been for a long time. And a lot, they have their own armies, intelligence services... And they work with governments and the big international corporations. You don't really have your own private one anymore for a nation that is. Anyway, there's a whole bunch of leaks uh, that Asangi let out. And one of them was that um, they're talking about this. This is an article, a good little part here. It says, the accepted culture at Stratfor includes sharing advice about how to take control of informants by means of financial, sexual, or psychological control. That was leaked out. That's how they go for you. Financial, sexual, or psychological control. That's why they try it generally in another blackmail you over, pay you off to come over to their site, and they will approach you if you any any say at all. And, and uh, blackmail or or bribery, sexual or psychological control. Asanji counts down to Sweden. It's, anyway, it says Julia Sang has, swore, has worn, worn an electronic manacle for 454 days. Every day for, for these days he's assigned in a police station, etc., etc., etc. But you get down to what actually happened, and what they were talking about was uh, they said that they would they would switch off Asangi. One of the emails that came out from Stratford, uh, Stratford, no, there's no D in the end of it, uh, says that they would switch him off. Switch him off means termination. They've all their own lingo, you see. And this company works closely with the U.S. government. In fact, they attend the meetings with the Pentagon and so on. And I'm, not sure, I'm sure too with the Canadian one as well. And they put up their stuff similar to the Council on Foreign Relations. I think some of the members are in the Council on Foreign Relations. So they can switch you off, folks. We're not playing a game here. Some are. I'm not. And um, and it'll go on and on and on because these guys have nothing to stop them. People are still in shock. They still want to believe they have nations and countries that are really theirs. And then the system just has to get the right folk in. And those folk are long gone. That's That, that, that era was long gone. This article 2 came out, and it's talking about Admiral Willard. Uh, it says... Uh, U.S. Pacific Command Head Admiral Robert Willard announced today that U.S. Special Forces have been deployed to India, along with Nepal, Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, and Maldives, as an effort to fight the Lankar-e-Taiba, as the L.E.T., a militant faction mostly active in Kashmir. 
The world was very clear about that there being teams deployed to India. The U.S. Embassy and the Indian Defense Ministry later denied the claim, saying that there are no U.S. troops of any type inside India. The revelation is already crossing political waves in India, with the opposition Communist Party demanding to know why Parliament wasn't consulted. The General Affairs Ministry's statement that the U.S. never sought nor had India approved any deployment seems difficult to believe. Well, he did come out and mention it, so... Is it just aging to get mixed up? What, or, 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 are they actually there? They're everywhere else. They're everywhere else. It's got, was it 13 or, or French officers, military officers, over uh, again uh, uh, in Assad's territory? Amongst many others, all NATO guys. Now, for, for they're really going ahead now with, with really ticking off people who are on the internet putting out some stuff that's contrary or outside of the mainstream. And, uh, and Britain have started it big time and it says families face having their internet cut off after laws to curb privacy are upheld in court. So if you legally download movies, music or books, uh, you'll appear in a blacklist and then eventually you'll have your internet services cut off. I'll tell you one thing. I, just what I do here, I've got an awful hard, I can't get through to a lot of sites now. I get that forbidden access comes up all the time. But so we're cut off here, at least I am in Canada. Nothing was sent to me explaining anything. You're just cut off. You can't see these sites. And that's what comes up every time now. Two nights ago, I couldn't even get into Yahoo. So you know the big boys who've been given permission to harass people who've been a nuisance to government. They're at it. They're doing it. And in 90 days, the police agencies in the U.S. are to begin using drones, it says. Los Angeles Times, it says, the legislation just signed by President Obama directs the Federal Aviation Administration to open the skies to remotely control drones within the next three years, but it will begin in 90 days with police and first responders having authority to fly smaller drones, etc. Back with more after this break. I'm back and we're cutting through the matrix. Now, many countries are pulling out of, uh, are trying to pull out of the, the EU because, of course, it's one incredible scam to, it's going to betray every country and that's what the intention always was, was to betray every country into losing all sovereignty for this big, uh, massive machine, the New World Order, for the bankers, for the social engineers to manifest a new Euro child. They call it Euro children and, and all that kind of stuff. It's the perfectly indoctrinated little socialist, basically, that doesn't know they're being ripped off even. And there's another class way above them that live in the clouds, so to speak. And that's why they love a little obedient socialists at the bottom with all their, their control freak systems from littering to whatever to, you know, that, that's all training along that system there. But so a lot of currents are pulling out. So Scotland's got this weird semi-autonomous status that's going all communist, appears to be. But it's not run by Scots, you know. And um, Wales also wants out as well. I know Ireland was trying to pull away, but Ireland's got just as many people playing dual roles as every other country. You know, two faces. But in Wales, they've got, uh, they've got a, an article out up their site up tonight. It says the year is 
2012, in an increasingly illogical and unstable world, the time has come for Welsh sovereignty. There are no more excuses left for Wales. We, the citizens of Wales, have every right to fully protect and determine the security and well-being of our future and the future of our children's children. It is time for us to do what is right and what is just. When push comes to shove, no one will have Wales back unless we have it ourselves. Wales deserves politicians who will fight tooth and nail for what's best for Wales all the time and in all areas, not some of the time and in some areas. So I'll put this up tonight. You'll see their manifesto, the links to it, and all the rest of it. And um, we'll see how that goes too. Because people have, are, they're really so sick of being screwed over and over by the taxation of London. And London uh, that led the whole country, all these countries into this con game of the EU, where foreign powers dictate all their uh, mandates upon you and your government rubber stamps them. So they're sick of it and they know where it's going, which is utter poverty. Your government must be in range of at least a march to protest. You can't have it in some, across the water somewhere else. You cannot have that. It's bad enough when you're a large continent like Canada or the States to get there and protest. But when you're across water and you're dealing with all these other, other countries, uh, all mixed together under this con game. Or it's not even a democracy. The EU government doesn't even pretend to be a democracy. Then where are you at the bottom? Why do you bother voting at all? Why do you end? Why do you vote at all? What's the point of it? There is no point. There is no point at all. This other article is the end of online privacy. And it's, it talks about the phone apps that they're all putting out. So of course, they all have them out. And all the ways of the internet with supermarkets, monitors, and so on, and so on, and so on. And how literally you have no privacy left whatsoever for those who aren't quite sure of that yet, or think they're so smart they can outdo it. The stuff we're using in, in computers at the bottom here is obsolete. Even the latest one you buy is obsolete. It was obsolete by the big boy standard years ago. You can't outwit some. Because in a totalitarian regime society, everyone must be predictable. They must know what everyone's doing for every moment of every day. And that is your brave new world scenario. But it's up to you what you want to do about it. And the best thing, of course, eventually for some people will be, myself included, will just switch off and throw it away. That's it. When the time is right, folks. From Hamish Marcel from Ontario, Canada, it's good night, may your God or your God's go with you. <laughs>